Thanks for downloading and welcome to Take Orally, the podcast recorded at Dream Queen's Medical Centre, Nottingham. In this episode, we'll be discussing hand and wrist examination. As ever, all information is correct at the time of recording. All guidelines mentioned are correct for Nottingham University Hospital's NHS Trust. Other trust guidelines may vary. All views and opinions are the speaker's own. Hello, welcome back to Take Orally. In this episode, we're having a look at hand and wrist examination. Uh, delighted again to have Ali Whitfield with me. Hello, Ali. Hello, Jamie. Um, hand and wrist, very, very common in emergency department. The, the fall on the outstretched hand, the, the, the foosh. Indeed, yes. Amongst many others. Amongst many others. Um, so, we're going to blitz this. So, well, how are we going to start? So, as with all of our other examinations, we always ask about pain to start with with the patient before we try and get them to do anything um, and offer any pain relief. And then we're going to follow look, feel, move and special tests. Okay, so you've got a patient to put the hands out in front of you, are you having a look? We are, so if at all possible then you'll have a pillow for them to make them make themselves comfortable to put their hands on. Um, first of all get them to put their hands palm down on the pillow so you can have a look at the backs of their hands and you're looking for the presence of any wasting, any wounds, any bruising, any deformities of any kind, um, particularly with arthritic joints then, um, Hebden's and Bouchard's nodes, um, or for rheumatoid patients with the ulnar deviation at the metacarpal phalangeal joints. Excellent. Um, and you're looking on both sides of the hands? They get them to turn the palm upwards then and having a look at, across the palms and thoroughly inspect, have a look to see if there's any common deformities such as dupatrons with contracture of the little finger and any thickening of the tendon sheath in the palm. Um, look carefully for any small scars on the wrist that may show that they've had a carpal tunnel release. Excellent. So as with all the joints, we're making sure we're looking on all sides. Absolutely. And then you need to look sideways on as well. So getting the patient to lift their hands up sideways and you can see any deformities of the fingertips. If they've got um, any subluxation of the joints um, they, and such things as uh, swan neck deformities are far easier to see when they've got their hands up sideways. Excellent. So it's just really important to make sure the patient's comfortable at that point before you're asking them to move around. Always. Excellent. Um, and so then uh, we're having a feel. Um, how, are we, how are we having a feel? <laughs> Always start proximally and work distally. Um, this is how I approach it. You have your, as long as you have a system, then that's fine and you cover all the, the areas. So I'd start on the distal radius, work around the joint, then distal ulna, across the carpal joints, each individual metacarpal, and then each individual phalanx. Um, it, as part of your palpation of the finger joints then you might want to do some passive movements in there um, and you're also noting if there's any bony problems so any deformities that you've noted on your inspection you're feeling whether they're soft or hard deformities on their fingers. Excellent and a metacarpal squeeze as well? Yes yes which is across the metacarpal heads. Um, and so we, we've had a feel uh, now we're on to movement. We are so we need to get a full range of movement uh, and again starting at the wrist joint so dorsiflexion and palm flexion of the wrist also ulnar and radial deviation and then moving on to the fingers so full extension and flexion of the fingers if you get the patient to be palm up as they're flexing their fingers you can see where there's a natural cascade of their fingertips um, and full range of movements of the thumb with abduction adduction flexion extension excellent 
Um, and again, so we're doing the, the active and the passive movements. Yes, so asking the patient to make whatever movements they can first of all, and if they don't have a full range of movement, you can go on to try and passively move further. Again, asking them to tell you if they have any pain at any point that you would stop that movement. Excellent. Uh, and so moving then on to the, the special tests, we're looking at the, the hand and the wrist, isn't that right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, so uh, the particularly looking for, it, it kind of goes into distal neurovascular really, so you're looking for radial, median and ulnar nerve problems. So comparing side to side, asking the patient to close their eyes and um, then checking the radial nerve which is um, the first web space on the dorsum of the hand, the ulnar nerve which is the little finger and the median nerve which is the palmar aspect of the index finger. There are overlaps in other places whereas these specifically show those, those nerves for sensation and then power of those nerves so the radial wrist so you're tipping your wrist back um, into extension against resistance for the radial nerve, for median nerve is the abduction of the thumb against resistance, being careful to press against the radial aspect of the thumb, not against the extensors, and all the nerve which is abduction of the fingers. Against resistance? Uh, always against resistance, yes. Brilliant. Uh, and then what about special tests looking for carpal tunnel syndrome? Um, so you can try the Tunnels test, which is tapping along the palmar aspect of the wrist crease, and does that produce the same kind of tingling into their fingers that they get um, possibly waking them up at night? Or the Phalen's test, which is you put the dorsum of both hands together and then flexing the, the wrists down to put pressure on the median nerve there and again holding for up to two minutes to see whether that reproduces the same symptoms again. Pickle sign test is where you put your thumb into the palm of your hand, wrap your fingers around that and then ulna deviate your wrist which puts pressure on your tendons to, um, if you get pain then it's an indication of de Quervin's tendonitis um, but it, it does produce some discomfort in a lot of patients anyway. Okay, uh, and so we're wrapping up, so now what do we do? We always end with uh, pulses and cap refill, we've already done radial, median and all the nerve. Excellent, and examine the joint above, there is no joint below, and thanking the patient and ensuring you help them to redress if need be. Excellent, that's the hand press. thank you very much Alan. Okay, thank you Jamie. That was the Take Orally Hand and Wrist Examination. You can find the blog entry for this podcast at www.takeorally.com. Uh, you can also find Take Orally on both Facebook and Twitter. For more information about research and education opportunities within emergency medicine, acute medicine and major trauma, you can find NUH Dream on both Facebook and Twitter.